Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi Other Demilio. No, I didn't say that. I think I... What? Yes. Let me try that <laughs> But let's keep this in the beginning of the show because I think this is, it's like bloopers. Audio, hey, what? <laughs> audio bloopers. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Mark. And I'm Heidi. Yeah. I didn't mess up that time. Good job. So we're back in the studio. In the, the stew. The podcast studio and our show, The Other D'Amelios, has aired. It aired on Friday. And um, what I've heard is people were surprised because I think they thought it was going to be a regular style reality show like, oh, Mark and Heidi do this, Dixie and Charlie do that. And I think it was a little deeper than people thought. What, what did you think about it, honey? What did I think about the show or what did I think about what people thought about the show? Start with whichever. I like both of those questions. <laughs> so start with either one. Well, I I think I've already said this, but I was super excited for it to come out. And, you know, prior to it releasing, I was excited for it to come out. But there's always that, you know, oh, like, you know, wanting to get a positive reaction from it is always like, you don't want to do something and put yourself out there and get shit on for it. So I was hoping it would get a good response. Now that it's out, I'm still very proud of it and happy of, of uh, how it turned out. And the response has been super positive. And yeah, I think everyone, so many people that people that we know, people that we don't know that have posted online are it's kind of this common thread of I wasn't expecting that and the emotional roller coaster and all of that we're not going to give away too much the case there's people that haven't seen it yet and how um I think it hits you out of nowhere that it's emotional and you're like whoa wait a minute <laughs> like we're just rocking and rolling here, and then all of a sudden, there's some tears and emotions, and it was a little bit gut-wrenching in some of the parts. So I think people are surprised by that. All right, so I'm going to give you a bunch of hard-hitting questions that are going to turn this show upside down. Yikes. Do you think that it was a true depiction of our family? Everything that's on there is a true, that was true and very real. Nothing, none of that was fabricated or anything. Do I think there's a lot of other parts of our life 
that didn't go in there? Yeah, because there's 24 hours in a day and we weren't filming 24 hours in a day. We were filming specific times to capture certain things like photo shoots or meetings or whatever. And those emotional moments happen within that. So there is so much more to our family than, I mean, I feel like the whole show I was like, had this mom concerned look on her face with like, ah, because there was some heavy stuff in there. But like, literally, majority of the time, we're laughing and goofing on each other. And it was just like, a lot to capture in a day. Do you think the show is that heavy or do you think people focused on yes. some of the parts that, well, let me finish my entire yes. question. Do you think the show is that, he- look, our lives are not that heavy. No, so not. that that's the one thing I, I do want to say. I mean, there is a lot of, and we'll go into that more in detail. There's a lot of love and joy and, and, and all those fun things that happen. But we, I think, as we progressed with the show, we were telling a story, but do you think the actual show is as heavy as people make it out to be? Or do you think people focus on the fact that in the first episode, Dixie cries, and in the last episode, Charlie gets very emotional, and I think that's kind of the tone people make about the show, but when I went back and looked at it, I didn't feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I think when you sort of if you're a, a consumer of the show and you're sitting here watching it and you you kind of get hit with these emotions and let's say you binged it and watched it all, what's going to stick with you is that, what the hell? Like, I w- cried. I got super sad. I got emotional. I got invested. Like, are they okay? Like, so I feel like when people walk away from it, that's stuck with them. But yes, there's like, we're, there's... Not like the majority of it is not heavy, but I think that heaviness in those moments really stuck with people. I think the talk about anxiety and depression and all of that resonates with a lot of people. So I think when people are moved that way, that sticks with them and then that's what they talk about. But like, that's the whole point. Let's talk about this. Let's let people know it's okay to have those feelings and and we're all human and trying to work through these things together and to put a spotlight on it is very important um but i hope they go back and watch and and see the like lighter funner parts of it too what do you think your message is as a parent to other parents that are dealing with this type of stuff um you have to let them feel i think I tried to, for a long time when they were younger, um, before I sort of knew better, before they were old enough to communicate it to me, is I would, all I wanted to do is help them feel better. And how do I make you feel better? How do I help you feel better? They have to feel, and it's okay to feel. And then there's been times where they were in those feelings of sadness, depression, anxiety for longer than an afternoon or a night and that's where I feel like you and I started to really help them and they were younger find help to help them because I didn't know what I was doing we didn't know what we were doing I mean what we were doing was staying on top of it staying in the conversation with them of let's you know find resources to help you so I think letting them feel but at the same time 
paying attention to when there needs to be something bigger to help them. I want it in turn and when it comes to mental health, if that was the question. Yeah, I, I also think that one of the things the show missed is that we as parents, although this is hard to navigate, I think what we say all the time behind closed doors to both girls is that anytime like this isn't about <laughs> us. This isn't about like exactly. I'm very I'm very uncomfortable being in the spotlight. And you'd think I would be very comfortable, but I'm not. Not that I I love when people come up and say and say hello. If anybody come up and say hi to me, I'll be more than happy to take a picture if that's what you're into. But this isn't about me and Heidi. This is about the girls. And what's the toughest part for us is although we see the girls struggling we know that this is a pretty unique opportunity as it would be if they were – if something extraordinary was happening to anyone's kid out there and you have to sit there, whether they're a star baseball player, a star athlete, whatever um, whatever they are, that they start to get into the limelight. We have to balance that out and make sure that we're looking out for our kids' best interest but also protecting this this thing that's going on that is very extraordinary – But I think what people miss is the fact that we have told the girls time and time again, at any time, you do not want to do this. You do not have to do this. We've set them up. We have business managers. They're financially situated where at any time, except for the things that they contractually have to do, they can step back. And Mm -hmm. I think both girls, which I don't know that came out in the show, it came out a little bit with Charlie, both girls come to us at least once a week when we have the kind of these regroup sessions and go, I want to continue to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to continue to do this. So I'm not trying to say like we, we can't as parents go against them and say, no. And I think what people don't see is we have done that. We have said to brands and to uh, managers and like, look, we're going to slow down and take a break. And usually we do that. The girls re, get rejuvenated and then they they start up again. But like that's the most important thing to us. And I don't know that the show showed that from us as parents right. protecting our kids. And that's number one for us. I could give two shits about the money, the fame, any of that stuff. Right. Paramount, number one, is our kids' health, our kids' well-being. And I wish that was conveyed a little bit better in the show and um, where we were just kind of like – you did a better job, at least in the show, saying, hey, when's there time to be a, be a kid? But there were definitely things. Like, how many times have we said that? There, there are definitely <laughs> and, times and, that we and, missed that. But it's like, it's not just like, hey, excuse me over here. I'm wondering if is there's time to be a kid. It's like, what they, what they need to understand is like, we have a team, but it's it's not like, oh, we have these people running our lives. Like, we run our lives. We have a team of professionals around us that help execute things that we want, but the girls run their, run what they want, and, and so do we. And then as parents, we oversee that they're okay. And so we're their voice to the team. It's not like the team is like, you have to do all these things. Yeah, I think, like, I think what people don't understand like is, is managers, agents, lawyers, business managers all report in to the people they they work, they work for. Yeah. So ultimately we and as parents we don't make there's never been one decision that I've overruled Charlie on like nope. I don't I never ask her to do 
content. I mean, it's stuff's on the schedule. So I just think those things are, are interesting and people don't necessarily see those things. And I think with all of the negativity that comes along with it, there's so much positive that hopefully if we do a second season or if people get, get to know us, they'll see we, there are great things that have come out of this. And I think our platform is having a platform in this day and age is very important. It's very important to use it for good. And I think that those are some of the things people don't see. I would also say that the show was filmed in some instances six months ago, right? Mm-hmm. So there there are things there. And the other issue that we had is that because of COVID, we couldn't do a lot of the things to leave the house. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I want to touch on that a little bit because, I mean, like everyone who is in quarantine and struggling, you know, some for quarantine, some people it was they liked being in their house. They liked working from home, doing school from home and all of those things. For others, it was really hard. And so for us as a family, I feel that when you're in this type of business, right, you do you know, the hate online, all these the negatives that there are to this side of the business are outweighed by you're going to cool events and red carpets and premieres and meeting people. It's about it's. And so you're like, all right, I'll put up with this bullshit of hate comments or whatever. But like, I'm getting all these crazy fun, cool experiences because of being in the spot that we're in. Right. And for the girls, they, like everyone else in quarantine, were just home and they were working a lot, you know. And so the common thread in that we heard from our agents and managers is like, oh, when, you know, when quarantine's over, there's going to be so many cool things and just wait, just wait. And as we all know, that was a very long time. And so the filming of this was in the midst of that. I mean, even Kids' Choice Awards we were there start to finish maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. It's not like we there was no one there. There was no audience. There were I think they saw Dove Cameron beautiful, super sweet. I they saw her in passing. That was the only other person kind of in the entertainment world that they saw. And so they're not in getting to have these experiences. It's all to them like in your house kind of going stir crazy working 
and creating all these great things, but not enjoying the the benefits of being in that business. So that was that was the frustration too. And there were times that we would do something, even if it were work related. Like we we would come back from a photo shoot and say to the show crew, like that, I can't believe you guys missed that. And the problem is, we just couldn't. They couldn't get permits and things to le- to get outside the, the mm-hmm. house. So yeah. you saw, look, you saw a very, that was 100% real. The things that happened yep. to Dixie and Charlie was 100% real. But I think it tells, I would say if you took uh, on 100% scale, I would say it's probably 20% negativity and 80% positivity. And I think the show was probably more 50-50. Mm-hmm. So if we, if we do it again, and I don't know that we are, but if we do a second season, I think that's that's something we'd like to f- to focus on, and also show the growth because Dixie is a m- <laughs> a much different person than she was when the Vogue video came out, and mm-hmm. she knows it. And I kind of asked her, like, do you feel not embarrassed, but do you regret that that came out? And I don't, I don't think she does because. I said early on in a lot of these interviews over the last couple of weeks, like I, if this could help one person, mm-hmm. that's great. And I miss the big, the thing that was staring me right in the eyes, like if right in my face, if this could help our kids, which I think seeing so themselves true. in those situations and be able to go back to the video of the show, I don't think Dixie looks at it as being embarrassed. No. I think she looks at it as a growth and I think it... And has helped her. And I see a totally different in both kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over the fact that that pain that they've dealt with was real and that they're not going to have pain going forward because they are. But it's part, you're seeing part of kids growing up. And people said to, uh, not a lot, but there were comments like, your parents just pull up, just take away the phones. And I, I think that's difficult because what you're basically doing is not letting your kids grow. Now, if I thought they – like we have doctors in place and we mm-hmm. have things that we're, – we're doing a lot behind the scenes. But I don't think the answer is to to overly protect your kids. I think the answer is to let them go through these things and, and be supportive and be good parents and, and – for us, what I said to Dixie, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I had certain people go, oh, that was great vote of like, like almost like that did nothing. You're but- going to feel better. Not like, hey, the whole industry is going to get better for you. Not like that. And, and, and we have experience because we're older. And I think for the parents out there listening to this, know those times middle school, high school, college, that you didn't know if things were ever, when your life was ever going to get better. Life is incredible for most most people. Like, life is incredible. And, and although there, everyone has times that they're down and feel despair, it does get better. And I think looking back on that now, when I said those words, I think they were true to Dixie because she is much better now than she was back then. And I think she said it publicly, so I don't mind repeating it, but that I that she actually loves to look back on that moment that, that was gut-wrenching in the show when she was feeling that way. And like, she almost looks at it like, wow, that's, I'm not even that same person anymore. Like she just feels so differently. There's been a lot of growth. And I think just the nature of the business they're in, like our life moves fast. And so, you know, not saying that it's easy to get over. I mean, she still has her days. 
Absolutely. But they're much fewer and she has more perspective on it. And she can look back at that moment and say, you know, if that were to happen today, I would react to it so differently because I what I know is that's not the end of my world. This isn't everything. And she will feel better. And so she she's happy it was in there. And she you know, it is it's like having who has a spotlight on their teenage years in that way. You know, and for Charlie, I tell her, I tell her this all the time. A lot of what she's feeling is forget about the following. If she were just back home in school, like everyone else in her class, she would have emotional ups and downs. Well, that's human nature, but also that's being a teenager. It's very hard. She would be with college and college visits and SATs and all this stuff. She would be kind of having those moments over other things. And that's part of growing up and part of being a teenager. And then, you know, as you get older, you know, and grow and learn new things and learn how, you know, okay, I got through that. I can get through this. But wait, one more thing to what you were saying. I want to just want to add, if you had a kid, let's say, was a baseball player and or a softball player and they were a pitcher. And as we all know, pitchers can get in their head and they get in a slump and they just can't throw a strike. What do you do? Pull them out? Nope. You've been playing baseball since you're three. You're no longer allowed to play because it's too much for your mental health. Nope. You have to let them get through it. You have to let them keep throwing and keep feeling it. It would be very bad for us to think that our kids' pain is worse than other people's pain. And I think so if you look at how many times when I was in when I was in college, I, you know how many kids I know when they're in college call their parents like, I don't want to be here. I want to get out of here. Oh, and so many. And you know how many very few say, come home, let's quit. <laughs> so that's, that's and, and for example. us to sit there and go, oh, wow, what Dixie's look, I get it. They get a lot more comments, but it doesn't matter. Like one one comment from someone on anyone's Instagram, just one that says, go kill yourself, could push someone over the edge. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at what our kids are dealing with as any different mm-hmm. than, I don't look at the pain any differently. I think the pain is equal. The The circumstances are different, but the but, but the pain is equal. And good, good analogy on the on the baseball, the pitching analogy, that was good. I would also say, if you look back on that part where, where the, the Vogue video came out and you look when Dixie came into the, we all went into that room together and the cameras followed us and it was coincidental that Heidi and I were filming something else and we happened to be mic'd, but Dixie, we had no idea she was coming there. And you'll see where we're not saying much as parents. And five years ago, I would have been talking too much. I would have been telling her all these lessons and all these Mm -hmm. things. And what I've learned, and I think what we've talked about in this show, is sometimes parents just have to be there and be supportive and- And just listen. Listen. Yeah. Kind of like this show between you and I. You talk and I listen. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is there anything else you would have said to Dixie? Like, we just sat there and you see us hugging her, supporting her, listening to her. And I, and I said, there was one part that I think I said, F the haters. Mm-hmm. And I think they cut that out. But for the most part, I didn't say much. I just yeah. was said it's going to get better. You know, and, it's, and she's funny because she doesn't like to be hugged. So what I wanted to do was hug her and squeeze her so tight she doesn't like that. It's <laughs> like little nuances that people might look at him and like, oh, like I was kind of have my hand on her, but I also know my kid. And I think that's the other part of it. You have to like know your kid. I don't want to make the moment worse. I want to just help her get through that moment. And I think we did. And she left the house and she wasn't crying anymore. And she was, you know, she just needed to get it out to people that she knows may not understand it and may not have felt that in that way like that, but get it and there for her. And I think that's exactly what happened. That's kind of just some of the stuff that happened. I have some more questions, but why don't we talk Wait, about... Wait, can I just say one more yeah, thing? Absolutely, it's your show. Because I remembered the thing that I forgot. Yeah. So going back to, um, it looks like between her and Charlie that there's these like moments and they're crying for help and we're making them do this stuff. Like that's what people don't understand. Like this is their life and they're young. And if they're like, they're very competitive, they don't want to quit. (laughs) Like if we were like, you know what, Dixie, I don't think we should do this anymore. I think this is too much for you. She would have been like, hold on. What are you crazy? I'm not getting out of this. So it's like, you have to balance that with your kids of like, how do you protect them? But And then, so she's having this moment or Charlie's having this moment. And in the next breath, like, okay, can I do this? I want to do this. And I want to work with this brand. Like, that's why parenting is so hard. Right. If you really (laughs) want to see a kid break down, watch me take her phone. In the next next season, I'm going to take her phone for a week. And then you'll see, if you really want to see despair and mental health, (laughs) that's the issue. And I'm not not trying to make light of it, but- the alternatives are not realistic, and I think we need to – and we have set in place from personal security to mental health people around to having conversations to setting the business up that either child could step away at any time. I mean, we've and we've told – we've told people that in a business setting, I'm like, look, there may come a time – every time we've set this up, we have a clause that says – if the kids don't want to do this anymore, contract is 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 yep. is not happening, and and employees and everything. And I think everyone that works for us, if we decided not to do it yet, yeah, would would su- go forward. It would suck, but they would all they're all really good, and they would, yeah, and they would be really good be fine without us. So, yeah. you watch the show, you were able to see some some of the episodes. You've probably seen the show more than I have, but we watched it. We had a, a viewing party. Hulu did a, a viewing party on, on a rooftop, 40 people because of, because of COVID. Couches were all spread out. We had some of the cast and, and people there. 
we saw the saw the first two episodes. That was really cool. Yeah, it was cool to watch it because there were people in the show, the kids' friends, Blake, Dr. Green, Kate, Kate, Dom, that were there that haven't seen anything. And when they came on screen, what happened? We cheered. We would clap and cheer. (laughs) It was cute. But um, it was cool. Like that part of it, you know, you think about yourself and and your family and, you know, hope people like it and that kind of thing. And then there's all these other people, the support and, you know, all of them and the friends and the whole thing. Like, I hope they like it. I hope they feel, I think everybody was really happy with how they looked on, you know, and and the whole thing. Everyone, I mean, Dr. Green, I think was trending on Twitter. He's got a a new fan base. He's pretty popular. Wait, what? I didn't know that. That's cool. Quinn is absolutely amazing young lady and she's a great cook i ate those stuffed shells those were absolutely delicious she's i mean just everybody dom kate with dixie's music la reed was in there it was it was just and those are all people that since we've moved to california those people that we've gotten really really close with and it was kind of amazing to have them at the event I have my favorite part of the show. What was what was your favorite part of the show? Oh wait, this is so hard. Okay, you go first. I gotta think. Okay, so although it's our the show is our lives, there has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we had no idea what the end was going to be. And there were and and it started. At, towards the end of filming, it coincidentally was Charlie's birthday, but we never officially used that as a film day. We like we didn't know. I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for for the team, but they didn't even have cameras at, at the party. Nope. So, but because we got so it was a cl- dinner. Oh yeah, the d- dinner. Because we got so close with. The crew with with Sarah and Michelle, they were there. And was Sarah there Jen? or just Michelle? Engine. Anyway, it wasn't suppo- it wasn't supposed to be how we ended the show. Basically, they wouldn't. <laughs> it they was didn't like even our own a, they, iPhone footage. They didn't even have a crew there, so we had our own iPhones. Yeah. And then, like, you can't plan that. I had no idea I was even going to say anything at at. I know Charlie's we're like birthday. they're like Mark, say something. <laughs> we're we're sitting down having dinner. We're socializing with people, and all of a sudden, Greg comes up and says, "Hey, say a few words." So I got up and. Just the raw emotion of having so cool. Charlie there and then me being able to look at you and look at her and then see Dixie and then and then Dixie performing and then full circle from a year and a half ago to have BB Rexa there who so invited wild. Charlie on stage, you know, almost a year and a half earlier was so cool. So that and though just watching my daughter as I'm talking to her as a dad and seeing her look at me and and cry and then tears of joy and just the happiness and you see all of the stuff that almost like the whole this whole journey was worth it to be with to be celebrating with everyone in that room. That's what I got out of it. How That's about you? That's awesome. Oh, I have so many parts. This is hard. I think one of my favorite parts was the hibachi dinner. Yes. And there was so many good conversations at that dinner and after. It was just so much. I mean, there was no way they could have covered it all. So they kind of took the highlights of of it. But it's, you know, sometimes other people's kids open up more than your own. (laughs) 
And and so like everything, like what Quinn was saying and and Chase and Maddie and Ivani, like even, you know, I don't know, Larry and Noah, they just all had so much to say that because when you're parenting your kids, you're like, I wonder if other parents like do they have these kind of do their kids have these kind of thoughts of like insecurity and this and that and uh, in these kinds of ways and they were all these kids were basically saying the same things our kids say and um so I just got like a lot out of that and I'm you know I'm always learning and you know although they're not my children they're like I am very protective over all of them and you know they're they're in a tough business so I to have the kids and their friends there I thought was awesome and i and i love that but um that was a really great i i I think that moment that chase said something like every day we think about how people are going to perceive us like when we were young if you wanted to wear something that was kind of out there a little bit, you wear it one day, someone laughs at you at school, you never wear it again, it's over. <laughs> Here with these guys, they have to th- imagine going through life that everything they, you know, they wear something, it it gets photographed and then it becomes it part of history. Yeah, and crazy. like I never heard, I don't know that I heard my kids say that, but I now I understand understand it like they think have to think how is the internet going to perceive this no matter what they do whether they buy a new car whether they whether it's where they go to dinner it's like how is the internet going to perceive this Mm -hmm. and that is heartbreaking to me to think that they have to second guess second third fourth guess every move that they make and i looked at chase and i really felt sad at that point and i was like but what's great about Chase is it doesn't necessarily affect him the way it would affect me, where I think I'd be more guarded. He wears what he wants. He yep. always looks great. He's- I remember I remember when Charlie first met him and his nails were painted. And I remember looking in his comment section and, oh, I mean, the hate in his comment section because his nails were painted was unbelievable. And since that, since then... It, it's not even a conversation. And to get where he, he never stopped painting his nails, like it would be so easy to just stop. And he just never did. And he is very like a sensitive kid. And I, so that's what I don't get. Like, how do you keep doing it? How do you keep putting yourself? You know, you're going to get hate every time you pay, post with nail polish on. And he did it anyway. Fast forward, he comes out with a nail line, a line of like nail stuff. And like, he stuck with it. And I think that's the message. Like, he loves having his nails painted. Do what you love. And it's hard, but don't listen to the hate. It's, oh, I don't know. I don't know how these kids do it. At their age, I could have never. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, I don't want to deal. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. But you're going to, you, we're going to start getting a bunch of people that don't say what's on their mind, are not true yeah. to themselves. And I think it's going to not be good overall. And I think it's changing. I think people are starting to get sick of having to overthink everything and have to overthink what they say. So I I would like to see it come a little bit more centered where people are just could say what's on their mind and people would be more forgiving and not be so harsh. What is one thing you would do if you knew no one would say anything about it negatively? I don't know. 
there's nothing for me. I just wish I didn't have to. Look, I'm not a very controversial person anyway, and I don't, you know, there's, there's. It would be uh, probably, would it be more of like what you would say more than something you would wear or like that? I don't know. I, I just. You'd probably tell more jokes. Sarcasm. Yeah, I, I, yeah that, that's <laughs> definitely the thing. Like, because people look at my online persona is I'm the dad of Dixie and Charlie. Mm-hmm. And people don't know. I was class clown in middle school. I was one class clown in high school. Yes. Um, won many accolades. My man. In, uh, I was actually Go, Mark. won two awards in my yearbook, <laughs> senior year. But like, it doesn't come across if if you say, you, you know, if I say something sarcastic, it will. Why is he so mean? And then it will get picked up and then it'll get picked up by by one of the T pages and then one of the lower level media outlets and then it'll get on YouTube and it'll li- and it'll live forever. So it's it's just, it's just not worth it. <laughs> because of the kids. We don't want to cause them yeah, any. I don't really I'm it, to me there's I'm not lose I don't have any brand deals. I'm not losing any brand deals. I'm I'm not worried about anything like that. I just don't want to and and Charlie and Dixie have never come to me and said, "Dad, why did you do that?" Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen other parents that if I were their kids, I'd be like, dude, go take away your dad's phone. <laughs> um, but they've never said that. But I just don't want that to be – I don't want it to be Charlie's dad right. did this. because you know that's how it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I would wear red lipstick more. I feel like – you. I love wearing red lipstick. And what I feel is like... wrong with? First of all, you well, wore red all, lipstick in... the other day, and I was like, "Wow, I love really wearing good red up. lipstick." So wait, why wouldn't you okay, wear red so, lipstick? Okay, so well, back in the day, for the old schools people, it was like a thing. Like it was too um, risque, too risque to wear red lipstick, and so I was always like nervous. But then when I started modeling, I would wear it more because we were, you know, different shoots or whatever. I don't know. And then I living in Connecticut, I feel like Connecticut is more conservative. Yes, more. And if I went somewhere, I was definitely the only one wearing red lipstick. And I just I don't know, I just felt weird. It's more conservative. It's more vineyard vines and for the men and, and I mean not across Lily the Pulitzer board. For the, not for everybody. Not everybody. But, but majority No red lipstick we wearing there. So I just miss wearing red lipstick and I'm gonna do it more. Let it be known. My, watch my post later today. Well, this will be a week ago, but because if this airs next week. Yeah. <laughs> any surprises? You kind of watched the show, but any surprises that that after you went and looked back on it, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that. Well... There's a scene of Dixie and Charlie on the floor in the kitchen while you and I were cooking. And it was, um, they were talking about something pretty heavy. And Jim, our foster dog, was in the scene. And if you look closely, you'll notice he's looking right in the camera too. Someone had drawn eyebrows on him. And so you see this dog with these like very human looking black eyebrows and it's such a like heavy scene. But at the same time, you had this and he's so silly and goofy. So that was right. That was a surprise because I was not expecting. And what about where also with Jim, some of we found out that I was texting back and forth 
with some of the produ- with the producer because some of the subtitles, ca- closed captions were oh. off. So there's one where Jim has ma- has a sentence, and it's and it's. <laughs> was it you was talking? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't. Oh, he Jim. must have been whispering. I didn't. Jim has a good thought. Uh, yeah. And then the other That's one, funny. I was called Brad a few times. Oh, I did see that. In the and they changed that out. So those are those were some of the, the Brad things. and the Chad of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was good. Did you, overall, did you like it? The show? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very weird thing to see your life playing out and then, like, months ago, and then you're watching it now. I, it's, well, you know I love photo and video footage. I have a problem. It's And I always have. Like, I love taking pictures and videos. So to have someone videoing it, I'm like, to have that... Uh, is something we'll have forever, and I love that. And I'm very happy. I'm very proud of the girls. I'm proud of us as a family. I mean, I feel like we just are who we are. And the f- show, again, they can't capture twenty four seven of our life because it's just too much. But um, I thought they captured a good bit of it, and there's a lot more to us. Besides that, and I'm you, very happy with it. You look great in it, and you're very oh. articulate. And Oh, I have something that no one's going to know. Oh, gosh. What? So I got... Oh, I, <laughs> I know exactly what <laughs> So I had some dental work done, <laughs> and I didn't know that... So I had veneers. My, my, I grind my teeth at night, and my front teeth were getting worn down. So I got veneers done, and... I went, and what they do is they they grind your teeth down, and to later give you individual, there are these little basically sleeves that go on top of your teeth. But the first set is just this bridge that goes across all your front teeth. So I had just gotten out of the, I, I had so much Novocaine in my mouth, and I got I rushed home because I knew that they wanted to film at a certain time and they were all set up. So I got there and I'm like, I can't feel my mouth. (laughs) So there's a part where I'm on the steps. And if you look closely, wait, Heidi's dying right now. If you look closely, it's like I have these fake teeth on, like I'm wearing some sort of prosthetic mouth guard or something. And I would equate it to the, when... Matt Dillon was in something about Mary. Yes. And he walks in with and he's like, His Women love t- large fake teeth. So I'm sure the av- now they're gonna go I'm sure this will go all over the internet. But there's my- another part. You're actually holding because they were hurting for a while and you were like holding your teeth, not holding them, but touching them and like squeezing them oh, from the front to the back. Yeah. I was like I remember seeing it, I was like, that's when he just got those teeth. It was so <laughs> and like, no one's going to look at you the way you look at you, if that makes any sense. So the crew is looking, and they see me every day. They have no idea. Yeah. And probably the average person can't tell. But if you go back and look, you'll see my the, my top lip, the whole front of my lip is kind of popping out a little bit. And I'm trying to make a serious <laughs> comment about something. And meanwhile, I'm like, that was... I'm numb. And um... You did good. Because you know what? They were like, if you want to, if you don't want to do... I think you had interviews or something. If you don't want to do your interviews today, don't worry about it. And you're like, no, it's fine. Let's just do it. Uh, there was another part. Um, like I, when I went back and watched it. Okay. So I was going to the gym like 
four or five days a week. I've fallen off track a little bit these days, but at the time. And so I would get back and had to go right into filming. So my hair, when I looked at it, I'm like, I did I even try? I did shower. I know that. But it was no time to like wash hair, blow dry hair and all that. And so it's in a weird knot on top of my head and messy. And I'm like, Ugh, that's real life. I'm sorry. I just couldn't get it together. <laughs> and, and it was real life. You'll see me. I, I like to shave every day or every other day. I don't like to have a lot of facial hair, but they were just coming and going. So we didn't have time to do that. There was no glam. It also, I feel like, I don't know if you felt this way, a little bit like it became so comfortable having everybody there. It's not, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do my hair. Like it's whatever. Forget like, clearly I know we're filming and this is going to be out on Hulu. But, and some part of my brain was like, ah, I'll just, I don't have time to wash my hair. I'll just throw it up on. It looked terrible. We got comfortable. You got to see (laughs) what there was no, hey, we're filming. Make sure you look your yeah, best. Never, it was like. The, the times we got glam was for like when the girls had a photo shoot or we had a, something events. we were filming for. We never got glam for the show. Yeah. That's why you see like, yikes. So um, would you do it again? I would. I think it's, I'm, I'm one of four. So, you know, everyone has a vote in this. I, I would vote yes. But if everybody was like, I don't really want to do it, I would be fine with that, too. The only way I would do it again is if I think we continue to tell the story that helps other people and helps the girls growth. I would not do it for more notoriety, more money or anything like like that. Same. That does not move the needle for me. It would be that. If Dixie and Charlie come back and say, Dad, we told one side one side of the story, which is the come up, and now let's tell where we are, how it's going, mm-hmm. that's what, how I would do it. But overall, there were positives and negatives. The great part is I got to do it with you guys, and, and it was awesome hanging with you, and I'm very proud of it, and I think all three of you look awesome in it, um, and... I couldn't I couldn't be happier. And and as long as you guys like it, I'm I'm cool with it. So Well, selfishly I would want to do it so someone else could make video footage of our life because I've been doing it for the last twenty years. You do have a lot of videos <laughs> of our life. Well, I hope everyone likes the Demilio show. Go stream it. Go stream it on Hulu. And yeah, it was good. That was fun. It was good hanging with you again. I'm glad we got to do this and have a conversation. I really haven't recap. talked to you about the show. I know. We ha- nice recap. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Follow me on all my socials at Heidi D'Amelio. And you can follow me at Mark D'Amelio. Have a wonderful day. Bye, everybody. And D'Amelio's on Hulu. Oh, and D'Amelio's on Hulu. Bye. Bye. Mark and Heidi, the other D'Amelio's, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Oh!